0: tonight the hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast
1: this Bob and Brian podcast is brought to you by Marcus theaters part of the fun of going to the movies is seeing the upcoming trailers so make sure you don't miss any by ordering your tickets and food online ahead of time just download the Marcus theaters app for your smartphone or visit Marcus theaters.com time to talk music news with our music expert I believe I refer to him as that every week, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. How are you?
2: All right, well, I'm drinking some uh, breakfast Honolulu Blue Kool Aid right now. So I'm sorry. Feel- oh, oh, yeah, right? Cause the good. Lions uh,
0: beat the beat the Chiefs, beat the Chiefs last, night.
2: last night. Scored yeah. first, too. Yeah. We 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 don't entirely know how to behave with that here.
0: Huh. I I know. Well, you might have to get kind of used to it because think well, be, Dan I, Campbell's I, players love him.
2: They love him. He's he, you know, from all appearances, he's he's a fine coach. So yeah, this might be uh, this might be something we that becomes a regular thing here. We'll see. We've been here before.
1: It has been a long, long, long time since uh, Lions fans could say maybe we have something going here.
2: Oh, we say it every year.
1: And I did say earlier in the show, don't forget the Bears beat the 49ers in the first week of the season last year. You know, so But you they, know, just yeah. seem, they seem like they're built to last a little bit more. This
2: one, yeah, this this version of the team seems like they mean it more. So we'll see. We'll see. It was a, it was a good first week. Didn't uh, expect to be as happy this morning as I am.
1: And, are, and you right. are happy because you always say you're a Pittsburgh
2: fan first. First, but I'm still, you know, I'm still a Lions fan as well. You're I'm a, season, season, ticket a holder. season ticket holder. Yeah,
1: yes. right. So you got something to cheer about now yeah. there at Ford Field
2: this year. This year I may not have to refer to myself as an enabler. We
1: know? we received an email Gary Uh-oh. from a listener who says Zach brought. Could you please ask Gary about this? Zach Bryan tickets went on sale. Fans are outraged, and Zach Bryan claims to be outraged at the high prices on Ticketmaster. Do artists have any say in prices the Ticketmaster charges? Does the do the artists have? Have no awareness of what will be charged until the day they go on sale question mark
2: you know it's funny sometimes the artists themselves might not. It depends how their business structure is set up, but you know there are some artists who are just like, "Yeah, you know, let's go on tour, go get tickets on sale, and then shame on them for not paying attention and but they get they get blindsided uh by what they are, but more artists than and then want to admit it, know what's going down. They know what the ticket prices are going to be. They know what the add-on fees are going to be. And they just, you know, and now that we have a history of expected high ticket prices, they just kind of let it roll and figure, okay, I'll make my money if I'm cheaper than the Eagles or cheaper <laughs> than Queen plus Adam mm. Lambert. Right. Or Taylor know, Swift. Or Taylor Swift. Well, Taylor's, well, yeah, Taylor's face was a lot. But it really was the secondary, uh, mark. You know, the Martha secondary ticket sales that really jacked those prices up. Same with Springsteen.
1: So could Zach Bryan be feigning shock here? Like, what's he going? Be. What's could, going on? I agree.
2: Be, right, he could be, or he could—he could, he could really—he could have been not invo- as not as involved as he should have been up front in the decision making and then he wakes up and he says well whoa, whoa wait a minute I said I'd go on tour I didn't I didn't you didn't tell me they were going to cost this much because I
1: when I first saw this I thought well this must be secondary market but this is no these are four no, tickets. T- he's right.
2: taking, his, taking advantage of his moment here
1: yeah he, so do you think yeah. he is big enough I mean, to control the price he could
2: okay you know he right. he or his camp could if if they want so that's why you know a lot of these you you have to take any artist outrage with with a certain grain of salt until until proven you know I, I think just the the way we are and maybe this is a cynical point of view but you know it's guilty until proven innocent
1: you know if you really wanted to uh, combat high ticket prices. He could hand everyone who comes into the show with a ticket a hundred dollar bill as they enter. As a, as a you know, sorry about That's that. Here you go.
2: Take a hundred bucks. Here you That's go. That's an interesting uh, boy. That would be great PR.
0: That would be. <laughs> Let's see. Taylor yes. Swift gave her so, her truckers and her drivers fifty thousand dollars each. Not like a hundred thousand. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. I bought so a bag. ticket. Sorry. I thought it was overpriced. I went to the Zach Bryan show. I spent 500 bucks on this ticket. They yeah. gave me 100 bucks they gave at me the gate. Bucks back, or it's yeah. just in my seat when I sit down, or something like that. But you know, whatever. You get 100 bucks I back. I don't think you'd that's put a, it in the seat. A, a, oh,
2: you'd hand it to them. That'd be cool. A, yeah, that's a great idea. It would be very cool. One piece of advice.
1: Are you going to don't talk hold, to hold your breath. Are you going to talk to Zach Bryan anytime soon? You know, I
2: haven't looked that far ahead yet. Maybe, but you know, when things like this happen, you suddenly find that they are not as available <laughs> as yeah. they might they might have they they might have previously been.
1: Yeah, right. I'm just going to go away. When does this tour start?
2: The um, ways off because
1: I don't think he's here till April. We'll look
2: it up. The, uh, I think it's a it's a it's a 2024 tour because the album's coming out and. They're going to let it build its momentum, and he'll play on the award shows and all that. To
1: say the to say the least, it was a rough week in the music industry.
2: Oh, terrible, terrible! Yeah. You know, of course, it started with uh, not long after we last spoke, uh, Jimmy Buffett passing away at the age of seventy six. Were you surprised? Prize. Did you have any warning about that? I knew he was not well because I had, you know, I'd, he and I were friendly, and his camp and I, and I had asked the question. Last year, really, like he's you know he's kind of absent what's up, and you know was told quietly that you know there were there were some health issues going along, going on, but no no sense of anything imminent uh happening here, so you know it was it was a bit of a surprise, even a shock uh when this came down and just just really sad because who imagines a world without so many of these people were losing in it, but who imagines a world without Jimmy Buffett in it? He,
0: I don't know, uh, was always showing up enough. You know, he seemed to, to be available. To make me think like he was okay. Oh, yeah.
2: He well, the last, the past year or so, I, I felt like he's been pretty absent. You yeah. know, wasn't wasn't playing nearly as many shows. Had to cancel some. Um, I, I last talked to him. We actually. Uh, visited in person. It would have been September of 21, so about two years ago. And, you know, you could tell he was getting older. Yeah. I don't know if you want to say you could tell he was getting, that he was sick at the time. But, you know, you could tell age was certainly taking a little bit of a toll, not a ton, but a little bit. And, you know, and that's, that's you figure that's going to be the case. But, you know, it's a shame. I hope the coral reefer band... Maybe goes out next summer for a celebration. You know, get some guest singers and
1: who do you? Who would you get to play with that band to do the Jimmy? Because it's Jimmy Buffett was the show.
2: Jimmy was the well, the whole thing was the show. Jimmy was kind of the ringleader. Okay, uh, and they certainly have the voices in that band. You know, between uh, Mac McAnally and Mike Utley and Jimmy's daughter Savannah, and there there's a couple others uh, who could do the singing. And then I don't know. You, you know, you reach out. Maybe it's the you get the children of Buffett, the Kenny Chesney's, the Sammy Hagar's, Darius Rucker's. Sammy Hagar interest.
1: cannot pick up the torch for everybody in music when they can't go anymore. I know Sammy would like to. He's a great choice, but, you know, Sammy's getting old. I know, but he, he,
2: seems, he seems fairly robust. I think better, better living through rum and tequila. Well,
1: Sammy gets the whole party part. I'll right. say
2: that. Oh, yeah, and the business part. <laughs> You know, and the True. business part—it's kind of like well, Jimmy. Jimmy took a lot of what he did from The Grateful Dead, and then you know, and then others kind of picked it up because he really mainstreamed it, and then you know, others really—you know—Brett Michaels, Kenny Chesney, Sammy—they they picked it up from Jimmy.
1: Forget about the music part of Buffett's life. I'd love to talk. I would have loved to have talked to him about the business part of his oh, yeah. life and all you know, because he was a—he was on Forbes Billionaires list. Oh yeah, no, he was a he
2: was masterful. Businessman. Did he? And, so, and did his, he?
1: Did he have a good business sense, or did he have good business people around him?
2: He, Jimmy Buffett, was a smart guy. He was, you know, first of all, before he became a performer, he was a journalist. We're all smart people out here. Well, that um, explains it. He, uh, but he, no, he was a very smart guy. And the one thing he realized early on is, I can create this brand, this lifestyle. You know, the the Margaritaville, the parrot head, uh, this lifestyle and this culture, and then. I just serve that culture, and that's what he did with the restaurants, with the music, with the books, with, with the beer, with right everything else he did. You know, was you know, was his beer was focused.
1: his beer was the name on what the Dolphin Stadium
2: for a while, yeah, yeah, for a couple of years, yeah,
1: and he was on Hawaii Five O and Blue Bloods.
2: <laughs> uh huh.
0: He was in both of those yeah. shows. <laughs> Like seven episodes of Y Five O and one yep. of Blue Bloods. Are you yep. serious? Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah not that's a recurring right. role. Yeah. Well, Frank was. It was for a minute there, uh, a
0: helicopter pilot.
2: But it was uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, it was, it, it was a life really well lived, and you know, leaves, be, leaves behind a great legacy. And you know, the challenge will be serving and continuing that legacy because you know, the legacy is about more than the music. It really was about the lifestyle. So. That's why I think like I say if you're the Coral Reefers, you know go out next summer and make it a one summer only thing. Don't flog this thing. But you know yeah. go out and have the celebration and give everybody one last dose of margaritaville cuz that's probably what Jimmy Buffett would have wanted. Like just, his, his daughter said in the statement, you know, we'll we'll keep the party going responsibly. Responsibly, course, right. That, which was great. The Eagles by the way opened their tour last night in New York and they paid tribute uh, to Buffett, who was a good friend. He, In fact, he inducted the Eagles into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so they uh, played Come Monday in Finns last night. And Joe Walsh talked about how he and Jimmy Buffett got thrown out of some of the finest hotels <laughs> well, in the world. Well, yeah,
0: that's expected. <laughs> what about Alan Jackson? Did he do anything?
2: Um, did he did. Yeah, the, uh, you know, there, there were social media posts. You know, Chaz, uh, great social media posts about Jimmy Buffett from uh, Paul McCartney and James Taylor. Yeah. Very, very moving and heartfelt.
1: Because Alan Jackson asked the question, what would Jimmy Buffett do? Yeah, Right.
2: Yeah. Right. So, you know, so that was Jimmy Buffett. And then on top of that, we lost Gary Wright, um, you know, who had been battling Parkinson's disease and then developed uh, Lewy body dementia. That uh, was had,
1: merciful, it seemed like, when yeah, you read about yeah. how, how bad off he was.
2: Right. And, and really the same thing with uh, Steve Howell from, uh, you know, from Smash, Smash Mouth. Mouth who also passed away, I mean, he had, to, you know, the, sadly, he had done a number on his body uh, with substance abuse, and, you know, it was, you know, he, he died of liver failure and was suffering at the end, so, you know, but that's, that's, uh, that's, a, that was a tough week, and then we got news that Bruce Springsteen has to take his tour down for the rest of September on doctor's orders uh, that he's dealing with peptic ulcer disease or symptoms of peptic ulcer disease, um, yeah, which is ulcers forming in the stomach and you know, small intestine, and that can cause cause a lot of you know not just discomfort but a lot of lasting harm. How old uh, is to, the boss? To the body, he is 70. I want to say 72, 73. Okay. So he's All in right. his early he's in his early 70s, and yeah, he's still out there doing these two and a half hour, you know, creeping up towards three hour shows, and not playing as much or as hard as he did, but still, you know. For somebody of that age, really any age, uh, putting on that kind of show is is demanding. So smart decision here. You know, he promises that they'll be back to pick up these shows and then some. He promises, and you know, I, I expect they will add more shows because they were. There was already talk about this tour heading into 2024.
0: I always wondered when I was a teenager what would happen to. All these guys and all these bands when they hit eighty and stuff, and well, they're just going to keep playing until they drop,
2: right? You know, there's and there's listen, there's a tradition of that in the, you know, it was certainly was in the j- jazz musicians who preceded them, the country musicians, the blues guys. They have, you know, the the Bruce Springsteens, the Paul McCartneys, the Rolling Stones of the world have these models in front of them that basically played till they dropped. And, you know, so why can't you, if this is your life's work, why can't you keep doing it as long as you want and, and as long as you can do it, you know, in an acceptable fashion?
0: Well, you're the guy to ask, is there, who has just said, well, I'm out, I'm 65, I've got a lot of money, I've done all I wanted to do, I'm, I'm done. Yeah,
2: we are, we are seeing Seeing some of them, you know, Dennis Young recently, you know, has talked about how he's dialing down. I just talked to Glenn Hughes from Deep Purple, who's kind of sussing out an end game. Yeah, but then you've got the Ian Hunters of the world who are out there in their eighties still, still <laughs> rocking as well as they did, and you've got the freaking Rolling Stones. You yes. know, this week we just got announcing, to put out a new album, announcing this new album, Hackney Diamonds. It's going to be out in October. There's a good new single. Uh, with a video, the... How would you the,
1: rate the single? I thought it was really good. I thought that Yeah,
2: I thought it was in the... Solid. Uh, I would call it the upper lower echelon of yeah. the Rolling Stones. In other words, not, you know, uh, not not Jumpin' Jack, Flash, or Satisfaction, but... It's a five, right? You know. On a oh, scale of one to ten? Better, better than better a five. Better than a five, probably okay. uh, Probably a you know, six and a half or a seven. Do you think it was uh, in a drawer for a long time? That one apparently not there's you know, listen, the Stones know that their go-to is that kind of song, you know, that great guitar riff that starts it out and that really good. But it's
1: hard to keep writing them over and over and over again for Keith,
2: right? I mean, I, you,
1: you can't just go, I'll write a great guitar riff and we'll have another hit.
2: I, you wonder, because the guy's been doing it long enough and he's done enough of them that he you wonder if he can't just pull them out of his back pocket when they want to do it. You know, they don't want to keep going or creatively they don't necessarily want to keep going you know in that direction even though that's what the audience wants the rolling stones to sound like so it's going to be interesting to hear what the rest of the what the rest of uh, this hackney diamond sounds like uh, there's lots of reason to be excited they've got a track with paul mccartney on it two with charlie watts playing um, one with stevie wonder and lady gaga and and they also said they said during this weird event that they did on wednesday yeah. that they that they actually recorded, like, two dozen songs, so they're, including a second one with Paul McCartney. So this is a little bit like when they, you know, in the in the late 70s when they did Some Girls and now I'm blanking on the follow-up album, but they had these Emo- two no, albums. It wasn't Emotional
1: Rescue. What was, nah. uh, after yeah, it was some... Emotional
2: Rescue. Tattoo. Um, when was they it? Did, okay, and then Tattoo yeah, You. When they did those two back-to-back, and, you know, basically from the same session or a lot of them from the same, a lot of it from the same sessions. So the Stones do tend to work like that, where they, you know, where they create a couple albums worth of material, and the next album is based on the work they did on the previous album. And they're talking about being on the road again next year.
1: <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, just, like, what? just I wonder crazy. what those guys are yeah. Yeah. Keep
2: so, going to do. You know, they, they, have the, they have the genes, I guess, to, to keep doing this.
1: How'd you uh, like the video?
2: I like it. I think the video is great. I thought it was very clever. Very kind of a clever. throwback. Yeah, and you know, just the technology and using using all that old footage and photos, you know, to to portray the Stones in it is. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really really clever. And apparently,
1: people still love Aerosmith.
2: Uh, they they do. They bought enough copies of this new greatest hits album uh, to make it number one on the top hard rock albums chart. On Billboard, yeah, it's not going to set any records or anything, but they did, you know. But people did buy it. The band kicked off their tour last weekend in Philadelphia. Reports were pretty good out of it, you know, saying that they they can still they can still rock. So you know, maybe not it. for the whole
1: show, but for parts of it, they can give her, huh?
2: <laughs> uh, apparently, it sounded like for the whole show, yeah at least at the first one. We'll see how the tour goes on. But, you know this is, this is their farewell as, as well. so you know why not? why not you know, kick it all out one last time?
1: All right, we're just about out of time. How do you want to wrap this one up? What's your last story?
2: Oh boy uh, let's see. Let's talk about the Freddie Mercury auction that went on because this, this was pretty cool, and we talked about it when it was announced, but a bunch of Freddie's Bohemian Rhapsody memorabilia went up for auction. Uh, last week, and the piano that he wrote the song on, that he wrote Bohemian Rhapsody on, as well as other Queen songs, two million dollars. Uh, a piece of jewelry, a brooch that he, uh, that he that he owned went for more than eight hundred thousand dollars, which would apparently set a record for the most the the most amount of money bid for a jewelry item from a rock star. Not not ever, but from a rock star. All told, this auction drew $15.4 billion for 59 items, which was quadruple the estimates Wow! of, of what it would get.
1: So Freddie's a good investment.
2: Uh, apparently. Wow. Apparently. There was a lot of cool stuff here. There was jewelry. There were handwritten lyrics. Um, you know, there was clothing. There was, clothing, uh, there was a, a brooch that was given to... Cartier brooch that was given to each of the members by Queen's manager after Bohemian Rhapsody hit number one. Uh, just a just a lot of neat stuff. You so, know, it was a small auction, but a you know, but a profitable one.
1: Who uh who gets the cash?
2: Um, the Freddie, the Freddie Mercury Estate.
1: Okay, all right. So it's just going to the family.
2: Right, and it was interesting that Brian Brian um, May, the guitarist, you know, he was asked about it, and he said he couldn't watch it. It was telling you know, it was done online. And he said he just couldn't watch that stuff be sold, you know, because it was so much a part of his life and his career.
0: Although, I think he be, you know, millions of dollars uh, or pounds happy for, you know, oh. Oh, yeah. Freddie's folks.
2: Oh yeah, Fred, yeah. But I'm uh, sure it
0: looked like your your life is being auctioned off, or parts of it, or something. Yeah,
2: but 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 you know, in the case of Freddie's, it was being auctioned off by by choice.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, right. It's not like he had to pay his bills or something. Exactly. All right, Gary,
1: you already got one in the W column with the Lions, and you're yep. going to be watching Pittsburgh over the weekend. Who's Pittsburgh get this weekend? Uh, San Francisco. San That'll be a tough game.
2: Uh, it will be. It All will right. be. We'll get a, we'll, we'll get a sense of what that team is, and uh, you know, go pack, go.
1: Okay. I'm gonna be gonna be Kevin Do you th- believe
2: in love. Till yeah. they're playing til they're playing the lion. <laughs> or the Steelers. You know, go pack uh, or yeah. the or the Steelers,
1: yeah. All right, Gary, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good weekend. Gary Graf, our music guy.